Good morning. Our first lesson comes from the prophet Jeremiah. He is encouraging the Israelites who have been in exile for a long time in Babylon. Many have given up hope of ever returning to normal. Others have believed the fake news of false prophets. Still others have lost faith altogether. To them and to us, Jeremiah offers this word from chapter 29, beginning with verse seven. But seek the welfare of the city where I have sent you into exile and pray to the Lord for its behalf. For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners who are among you deceive you and do not listen to the dreams which they dream. For it is a lie which they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You shall seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, says the Lord, and will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I, where I have driven you, says the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Be to God. Thank you so much, John, for stepping in in Mark's absence and for your leadership and to Brad as well for your reading and for the beautiful music that lifts our hearts. Thank you. Our second lesson comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, the seventh chapter. Listen to Jesus' instructions to us from the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said, do not judge so that you may not be judged. For with the judgment you make, you will be judged and the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Why do you see the speck in your neighbor's eye, but don't notice the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to take the speck out of your neighbor's eye. Ask and it will be given to you. Search and you will find, knock and the door will be opened for you for everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds and for everyone who knocks the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you, if your own child asks for bread, would give a stone? Or if the child asks for a fish, would give a snake? If you then know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask? And in everything, 
in everything do unto others as you would have them do to you, for this is the law and the prophets. And beware of those false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but are ravenous wolves. You'll know them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorns or figs from thistles? A good tree can't bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Thus you will know them by their fruits. And everyone, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like the wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Lord, open our ears to the word that you would have us hear this day, that we might be able to follow you as your beloved family. Help us to be the people that you long for us to be. And may all God's people say, amen. I want to start by saying that last Sunday was probably the most joyous worship service I have ever been a part of in my decades of ministry. <laughs> when we celebrated our homecoming and rejoiced in the marriage of Jane and Stefan, if you weren't able to worship with us last week, it's, it's up on our website. I urge you to go and watch the service on YouTube. I have no doubt whatsoever that God's spirit was truly present and there was an outpouring of hope and love and joy. The major theme last week was family. Just as Jane and Stefan were launching their family life together, we made our own vows to one another as the family of faith here in this place. We, we toss around that phrase, church family, a lot. We use it fairly lightly. But when you think about it, when you really savor that phrase, we're reminded of how precious it is really to be part of the household of God, to be God's family brought together through our brother, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And, and of course, when Jane and Stefan took their vows last Sunday in worship, their family wasn't completed right? That wasn't the end of the story. They launch now into that lifelong experiment of how to build their family. Let the fun begin. <laughs> and the same is true for us. The same is true for us. Our life together 
as a church family is never a one and done. Instead, like any family, like any household, our life together is a work of commitment. It's a lifelong effort to fulfill those vows and intention that we make in the presence of God. Well, how do we do that? I think it's so fitting that this Sunday of our annual meeting comes right after homecoming. Once the honeymoon is over, as it were, what do we want our future together to be on its behalf? For in its welfare, you will find your welfare. Though we're not, of course, literally in exile, thanks be to God, you have to admit that we are still in a place that feels very, very, very far from normal. COVID has upended everything, and we don't know how long we're going to be in this murky place. Moreover, our church family has undergone so much change in these last two years, so much turnover in staff, so many losses of our beloved members, so many events that we can't do normally. But God, I believe, is telling us through the prophet, don't try to pretend you're somewhere else. Don't try to go backwards in time. Don't try to escape the present reality instead. Instead, God tells us, put down your roots here now in the midst of this. There's this sense that God is with us right here and right now. God has not abandoned us. And whatever is going on in our time, in our city, in our church, it is ours to live in, and God is with us in the midst of it. And even more, in the words of Scripture, God will bring us back. God has plans for our welfare. God has for us a future and a hope. That's our first lesson as we build this family together, or maybe rebuild it after all we've been through, to trust that God has a future and a hope and it's ours to live in this time. I, I didn't put this in my sermon as I was preparing it, but I love, I love what Frederick Buechner says. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it, or be sad in it for that matter. But if you waste it, it's your life you are wasting. But if you live in it, live into it, God is with us even then. So with God's present in mind, God's promise in mind, God's future and hope in mind, what is it that God is calling us to be and do now?
Jesus' teachings um, are, are full in every place of, of all of the amazing wisdom he gives in the Sermon on the Mount and in so many other places. And, and his teachings I think of as the family rules, what God wants for our household of faith. Every family has rules, doesn't it? I, I think some of them are unspoken, many of them are spoken. I laughed as our daughter and son-in-law welcomed baby Gemma into their home. They let their extended family know that they're trying to figure out what the rules are, and one of the rules is that there is no swearing in front of Gemma. <laughs> I'm proud to say that they've broken the rule more than I have. <laughs> but we're all learning. All of us have rules in our families, from don't swear to don't put your elbows on the table, from be kind to say your prayers, from study hard to don't cheat. And if that's true for our families, why wouldn't it be true for God's beloved family as well? Our church family rules are just what Jesus is providing for us, rules that shape us, that make us our best selves. Today's lesson is just a little sampling of that. Things like, don't be judgy. Don't be judgy, instead be generous with mercy. When you see something that annoys the daylights out of you in your neighbor and you will, not if, but when. <laughs> Take a step back and notice your own weaknesses and failings. The speck in your neighbor's eye may in fact be looking much bigger than it is because you're blinded by the log in your own eye. And Jesus tells us, do keep on praying Ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened. God loves us. God loves us even more than we love our own children, which is hard to imagine. Trust in God and keep seeking the help that you need. We are not designed to do this on our own. There is no shame in asking. And Jesus tells us, be careful who you listen to. Beware of wolves in sheep's clothing, people who talk a good game, but whose actions betray their real motive. You will know them by their fruits, Jesus says. And, and if you want your own life to be productive, well, have your actions match your words so that the fruit of your own life is a blessing to others. And Jesus tells us, listen to him. If we listen to his wisdom, and not just listen, but also act on it, 
the result will be a future built on a sturdy foundation. It's not enough just to listen and nod. It's not enough to read scripture daily or pray without ceasing or learn all the hymns. We need to do that and then we need to act. We need to act on Jesus' teachings to be the body of Christ, the living body of Christ in the world. That's why the family of God matters so much. This is just a sampling of the family rules that Jesus gives us to help us grow into the true household of God that he longs for us to be. What will the future look like for us, for this particular family of God here at WPC? I feel it's really a precious time for us to discern what it means to be God's family. Soon the work of our discernment task force will be complete after months and months of hard work. And a new vision and planning group will take those learnings and bring concrete steps to life for all of us. Soon, our building project with Belmont Village will hopefully win final approval and will hopefully break ground in the spring. Soon, God willing, Mark will be on the mend and back among us and will have a new associate pastor and will have a full staff team for the first time in my two years here. I can't wait. Soon we'll be out of the wilderness of COVID, God willing, and back to the promised land of fellowship and joyful song. But whenever, as we keep growing together as best we can to fulfill God's sacred calling, God's never changing calling, for us, for us to do justice, for us to love kindness, for us to walk humbly with our God. May it be so. Amen.